Hello, everybody. This is Theme Team Problems, episode 10, The Phantom Menace, with Randy and Chad. And we're here to talk about uh, about hero clicks, not comic books, sort of comic books. As you know, our format is we picked one random figure from a random set, and we talk about that and just, or just whatever, see where that takes us in conversation. And we're going to do it live again, so... Here's the first random number, number 38, very early set. Let's see uh, which one that is. Somewhere in the top 40. BB, what does that mean? Oh, Brave, Brave and the Bold. Nice. Okay, yep, Brave and the Bold. Damn, Brave and the Bold. Okay, and there are, let's see how many figures are in this set. Like around 54? No. 59 in the regular set, and then 1, 2, 3, 4... For um chases, uh, yeah, like they're level they're labeled one through. Oh no, those are the LEs. One it was the um the release day piece, and then the three wait three LEs? No, okay, because that one had okay, it's sixty three. Just so you know, figures in total. Because it was Diana Prince. Oh, mm-hmm. one was the uh buy it by the brick figure. Okay, yeah, ready for the next number. Yes, twenty six. That's near Cave Person. That is the sensei. Ah, okay. <laughs> so how close were you to Cave Carson? I want to see how close you were. Uh, you were three off. Oh, okay. Or one, two, three, four off. Four off, okay. There you go. Oh, Elite. Hey, this is one of the first sets with League of Assassin, right? I believe so, actually. Well, let's look up that keyword and see <laughs> if that's the first set. You can do that. Um, I that on my terminal. Uh... Looks like, oh no, the Man Bat Assassin. Oh, from Arkham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man so Bat, Atalia Ghoul, Crisis Batgirl. Yeah, there's a few, but I guess this is the only one that's like, oh no, because Talia and Roz. But that was from the Batman Alpha set, so I don't know like how. Yeah, I'm um, not sure how much that counts because it's not technically compatible. Yeah, I think, well, this seems like the first set where League of Assassin was given a sub-theme focus in the set. Because yeah. the other times it's just random figures, you know what I mean? Yeah, that just had the keyword, and then up until that point, like, what what team could you really make with this small grouping of figures with that keyword? Like, you have a Merlin and a Bronze Tiger, it's like, okay, what would I do with this? Yeah. Especially because before that, it's like a non-key, non key non no cards. Oh, true. So there was no keyword at the time they came out. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going based off what's carded. Yeah. I mean? Because I it's hard to have it where it's not carded. Yeah. It's like what is a figure you can play with this? Yeah. 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 Uh, let me see. Um, did you were you playing the game during Brave and the Bull? Uh, I was. I started really? playing. I started playing tentatively when the cards came out so right around i think it was avengers and then justice league mm-hmm. so and then i got the um legion of superheroes little uh pack too so right when the game was changing over and having cards is when i jumped into the game all right so like 2007 ish because this set came out in 2010 apparently yeah well because okay that 
it was 2007. That's when they switched over to the cards, and that's when I started um, actively playing and collecting. I believe because after Crisis is when the company was in dire straits and technically not a company until they were bought. I believe it was... Um, well, this was... Um... Tops, Tops dropped them as a subsidiary, if my information is correct, after 13 years. Uh, well, no, like 11 years. Um, so there was no Heroclix for the longest time. There was like an eight-month gap, I think, between sets. And when they were bought, they were able to release Hammer of Thor as their comeback set because it was already done. Wait, that's All when it came back? Yeah. Hammer of Thor eight with the eight month gap. Like, and you could see it too. If you look on HC Realms, it has the dates of the releases. Oh yeah. Eight month uh, gap eight, right there. Eight or nine months eight or nine months um between releases because there was no hero clicks. There was no company. The product was made sitting, I think, packaged and just had nowhere to go because well, who's gonna sell it if there's no company to collect? Until they were bought and then, you know, rights and things and everything got going again. But Hammer of Thor came out and it was very popular because, hey, the game, you know, almost a year later, the game's back and, you know, everything was already done. It was shipped out. Everybody loved it. Um, and then as a somewhat new company, they started producing sets again. One of the first ones, I believe the very, very next one was Brave and the Bold. It was smaller. The scopes were not as dynamic as some of the ones from Hammer of Thor. Um, cause Hammer of Thor, they got to like a, a nice, a nice point and then it almost felt like things got reset for Brave and the Bold. Uh, one thing that they did for this set and I kind of liked all their super rares, I believe. Every oh, super they're all, um, uh, they're doubles. Yeah. Yeah. So because Brave and the Bold, it's a team up book. It's heroes working together. Well, I think here, well, I think they were villains. that one. <laughs> Because there was uh, Harley and Ivy and Lex and Brainiac. Shazam and Black Adam. And, well, they're not both villains, but yeah, uh, there was that one too. And then I think all the rest were heroes. Pretty sure all the rest were heroes. Oh um, my god, this, yeah. But yeah. Alter and, egos and stuff? And yeah, that was the alter ego. I believe the first time they used that mechanic. That's such a cool mechanic, even though it's been pretty much phased out well they technically brought it back in the spider-man uh absolute carnage set they're just calling it secret identity now hmm. but it's very very much the same mechanic they just have it to where there's more options for the initial secret identity to turn into like uh, well they kind of did that later with other things like remember the I'm thinking of like the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk yeah, the World War Hulk things where it's yeah, like so you could turn into uh, this Cyclops or this Cyclops, even one Cyclops that didn't exist yet because that set hadn't came out yet. Oh, that's true. It was remember they had a they had a label for uh, I think a Fast Force for uh, Giant Size X Men, but that hadn't come out yet. Yeah, and then later on in the Galactic Guardian set, you had the replacement could be um... oh, that was the other one. You had Rick Jones, and Rick they they did that again. You had Rick Jones, and he could be he could be I think what was it A bomb 
Oh yeah, yeah. He could turn into uh, a bomb from uh, the Hulk set, and then he could turn into uh, Captain Marvel or Janice Vell from uh, from the from the Chaos Galactic War. Guardian set, which was the next set to come out. And that was Chaos after... War, I think. Was it? No. Or or could he turn into something? I don't know. What I'm I'm maybe thinking there about something a, else. There was I think three, but yeah, it was one. It was one or two in the Hulk set. Because was there something else he could turn into in the Hulk set? But it was for sure a bomb from the Hulk set. And then in a, it, it was already on the Hulk set yeah, card. He could turn but, into in uh, the Hulk A-bomb. He could turn into Galactic Guardians Captain Marvel or Chaos War Genesville. That's what it was. It spanned across three different sets. Damn, that's a big gap between. Yeah, I mean, they were back-to-back, but that shows at least their foresight at that time with what they were trying to do. Because, yeah, when the Alter Ego came out, it was just this. It was this character, or and then you were this character. And that's that was all they had at the time. And then they expanded, and it spanned across three sets. And then now it's all within this one set, but they, I think they do have it open to where it's not just confined to this particular newest set of uh, Spider-Man and Carnage. Uh, I like that. It, it's very much like that Rick Jones, you know? it's uh, It gives you more opportunities to use older characters. I don't think this one, like, well, much oh. like with the Ego one, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not like the other one to where it'll specifically say, like, oh, a character named this, or a character with this in their name. This one, I think, is very specifically, they have to have a little secret identity keyword on their card. Oh, okay. For it to work with with that person. And within this set, at least, they have multiple options. And I believe it looks like it is set up to where if they wanted to, or if they're already planning to, they have other characters that the initial secret identity could turn into. Because I know there was one example of when they were doing the ID cards, and I believe there was a She-Hulk ID card, but there was no modern She-Hulk in the game. And I want to say the ID card rotated out of modern before they had another She-Hulk modern piece. I may be off on the exact order of events, but I swear it was that and possibly another card for that mechanic. Uh, oh, I think there was a DC one. I think there was a DC card where it's like, oh, well, we don't we don't even have this figure in modern. What what do you you know? What were you planning something and it didn't work out because there I think there was a very specific example of that mechanic and this thing being made to work with this named character. And then that named character was never around to be used with that particular piece of that mechanic. Hmm. But yeah, the the alter ego was was a very interesting mechanic. And I want to say, was it the first instant of using the sideline? I want to. I'm trying to think if there were other examples of characters on your sideline before the alter ego mechanic was introduced because i know before and during that time they had like battlefield conditions and feats and you know stuff that was part of your build that wasn't necessarily 
on the map, although it affected gameplay. I'm trying to think if there was something else that was part of a sideline of your build before that mechanic was introduced. Because, I mean, there was a, a, a small, small window between we're adding cards, so we have extra effects besides just our standard powers. And like eight sets later is um is Brave and the Bold, I think. Going back to Count Brighton. I feel like it would be a mechanic that already exists, it just like was used very differently. Maybe? Yeah. Cause, Cause, again, it's like, like okay. well, like uh, uh, for sure, like well, because we know alter egos exist. Like, why else would you need the sidelines to exist beforehand? But there was other, um, what do you call it? Um, there was other figures that, for sure, I'm pretty sure just left, just left, you know, for a bit. I in the Arkham Asylum, I for maybe that Joker with the weird dial, it had a sideline thing, maybe. Well, I think there because there, there is stuff where where you're on the map and then you're not on the map, but then there's other stuff where it's specifically oh, um, oh, like you're s- able s- to like bring in this other person sort of by exchanging, yeah, like, like, like a replacement type uh, mechanic. I want to say this was the first one that allowed you to do that, and then they had it to where it was a specific character and not necessarily a mechanic within a set. Yeah. So then like, it just became know, a mechanic for the game. Yeah, to where they just sprinkled it and had other other um, characters just use it individually. Oh wait, was it this? No, I don't was think it. Was... I have a question about the set. Uh, kind of regarding that, was this the first time we had a uh, like duo figures or whatever? Um, that's another thing. Uh, no, this wasn't the first time we had duo figures. It's just like the largest concentration within one like category. Yeah, because every single super rare. Let me look before I like. I remember people like. I think I th- I th- like people we knew for sure. Like they had them just mostly for display purposes because they did. They look cool. Yeah, I think I only played about half of them. Um. So well. Uh, a lot of the time for these like young like early uh carded sets there was a lot of drawbacks to stuff and like i remember uh it seemed like the duo ability wasn't worth it most of the time uh you had to play it a certain way and it worked best with certain other characters um because yeah this isn't the first uh duo and or peanut base they've ever done uh, with the two characters and them them having some kind of thematic thing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Every single super rare was one, and there were two, uh, at least two peanut bases that weren't the super rares yeah. that were also duo. Goodness but no, and other... mercy and Lex and Brainiac. Yeah, those that one wasn't a super rare. I thought it was the last time. Uh, but no, in the Hammer of Thor set, one of the super rares was Thor and Loki. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and also, um, again, it looked cool. Yeah, it was very cool because you had them, I think, going up a, a like castle-like stairs, and you had like Loki with a dagger behind his back. How he do? Yeah, but the very first. How one, they do? Yeah, the very first one was in the Avengers set, the the Cap and Bucky. Oh yeah, that that was a good one. Being like yeah. with no special powers duo, like 
That was a good one. If I remember correctly, it had no special powers. It was all like regular. Uh, I believe so. And according to HC Realms, yeah, it was just all standard powers. But it had the duo uh, ability to where I think you made two standard attacks. I forget the actual. At that time. But yeah, there there was also, no, there was no. Uh, they had no special powers on the card. It was just it was just the fact that they were they had the duo ability. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, I remember. I kind I'm re- I'm trying to go back to like when we were playing early, like Hero Clicks. Then I was in high school, so it's like you know far back memories for me. It was a while, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember very specifically a big deal about like these duo figures then was um the movement of them and like just adjacency was like an issue because of the way the peanut dials worked or something oh and just like hallways and stuff and line of fire i just i remember stuff like that being a big deal and like it would stop games when we were playing yeah because at the time because it was new and because you know they have bright ideas and it it it's an i it's a thought that happens throughout the community that they just do not play test <laughs> what they're creating and sometimes it feels that way but other times it's like well not every beta test is going to yield useful results not seeing it after the fact it's easy to say oh they should have thought about this yeah, but you're looking at the problem after everything's happening and after everybody's talking about it. Somebody had to see it for the first time at some point. Sometimes it happens in, you know, pre-production. Sometimes it happens after it hits the sale floor. But yeah, that whole um, movement and swinging the butt, as it's been called... (laughs) It was like, oh, I'm moving my 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 nine movement, and then I'm gonna place like this. Okay, but now you've technically moved like one extra square. No, 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 no because this... uh... and I think they've had to like clarify rules on movement, and then it got uh, more complicated with the two by two based characters and how they're able to move, and and having to very specifically say like, okay. This is how movement works with a multi-base figure. And it works most of the time. And the arguments don't seem to have increased. I just don't know how much they've decreased because it definitely comes up like every third game that includes uh, a figure larger than one standard base. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's interesting. So, So at this point... Uh, we're supposed to be not tangenting and talking about... Uh, We're talking about the set. This is not a tangent. It just technically is because we never talked about this figure, whoever they are. Uh, The Sensei. Uh, Yes. So let's go to the actual Brave and the Bold set. We... we, Yeah, okay. So let's look at it. Okay, the Sensei. um, Uncommon. 70 points, not too bad, points-wise. 70 mm-hmm. points, Batman enemy team ability. Uh, starting stats, pretty good. Uh, two special powers. Let's see, the first special power for attack he starts out with is a 
Once per turn, if an opposing character is KO'd by another friendly character that shares a keyword with the sensei, that character, I mean, that action does not count against your action total for the turn and remove one action token from the sensei. See, okay. that's incredibly useful, especially on a, uh, if you have a theme team of League of Assassins mm-hmm. and all the other ones that I'm sure have that same keyword. Let's see. League Assassin, 22 points. No line of fire necessary. It's just another friendly character with the it's keyword. Just another friendly character. Ooh, yeah, that's you could good. Be anywhere on the map and another friendly character and with it, you know, League Elite, 33 points. Like, you can you can have a decent... Oh, and then I think Talia and... Oh, no, not Talia. Well, at least not this Talia. Oh, and then they have leadership and stuff? What's the other one? I swear there's a... Um, Razo Ghoul should probably have it, too. Leadership? No, he doesn't have League of Assassins either. That's, that's odd. Okay. What, the team? I mean, the name or the... Uh... Uh, the keyword. The keyword, so it's part of a, a, a theme team. There is... um. In this set, for sure, there is. Oh, no, wait, that's... Uh, yeah, there's a Raz, a rare. I think there was two Talias. But in this set, there is... Oh, yeah, there's a there's a rare Talia also, and that one has League of Assassins. Yeah. Okay, so you can have that Talia at 67 points, and then, uh, well, let's do it since we're in the actual... We have the builder on the, on the side right here. We can have... Uh, a unique Talia, so just one of her, and then uh, the Sensei. So we're at 137 right now, and then if we go down and get, let's say, two League Elites, and probably three, four? Oh, wait, let's see, one, two, three, four. Four League Assassins will put you at 291 points. So right there you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces other than the sensei on your team. So you would need you. It's a make or break technically for that uh, special power. It's very useful. Yeah. So you could have him. You know, if you have, uh, let's see, uh, three, three actions technically. Uh, I believe one. You said one of them had leadership. Oh, yeah. Ra? Or was it the sensei themselves? Sensei for sure has it. It starts off okay. with it. Yeah. So, so, you know, currently if you wanted to play this type of team, um, you would have four actions. You have eight characters. At any given turn, you have half your team, or at least a quarter of your team going. And in those turns, and what does it say? You have to hit or you have to... Uh, oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. The sense it. Uh, oh, you have to KO an opposing character. Okay, so not not incredibly uh, easy, but not super difficult either. Considering I think this was a, uh, another set that had like slightly lower point value, slightly lower um, even, bio like. Okay, even with that, this is still very like it looks like a modern dial. Yeah. Because, like, the stats don't go down too much, and then you get uh, combat reflexes at the at bottom end when it's like, okay, now I have 18 defense and 17 defense. It's like, mm-hmm. 
it's not that bad. And the beginning, it's like, well, it doesn't super matter because like you would probably be with other lower level League of Assassin or martial arts people, so you have mastermind at the first end of the dial. Yeah. So it's like it's really good, honestly. You just play with a bunch of little League Assassins and uh, elites. And uh, let's see. And here's the thing: if I take out if I take out one elite. I could add in from the same set Damian Wayne. There you go. Have it be a perfect 300. So now there's only seven pieces, four actions. At any given time, you can switch off and do, you know, three and three, trying to KO as much as possible to take those tokens off of the sensei. And if they do KO, well, now that, now you get that, uh, action back in your action pool. I hmm. I guess the only thing it's like he's seventy points. So you uh how much is Damien points wise? Forty two. Uh forty two. Okay. There there would be a point where you have to kinda of choose who you want to live. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's like, like do you want the sensei to live longer than Talia or Damien? Because Sensei has more points than both of them. Yeah. You know, like, if you're keeping everybody close and you're using the Mastermind correctly, it's like, well, do you... Is it worth it? Is the special power worth it? Especially because, like, well, if they're smart, they're able to just come up close and outwit that. True. You know? And if you're that close anyway, it's like, well, just outwit your Mastermind. Yeah. So maybe in that respect, with this team, you would keep two... League assassins next to him, one to soak up damage if you are able to hit him, and one to try and block line of fire to mm-hmm. where you may not be able to outwit and try and get his power while his. Oh no, that's towards the end. That's that's not which one the special fault line five. thing. Yeah, the damage power, but that's that's way on his last click. Yeah. Oh, that's so, uh, so... should I read that aloud? Uh yeah, let's let's uh let's read his uh damage power. Okay. Uh fault line. This is on the last click on damage. Give the sensei a power action and choose the row or column on the map occupied by the sensei. Destroy all blocking terrain in that row or column as well as any walls that border two squares of that row or column. Deal one unavoidable damage to the sensei and one damage to all characters that can't use the flight ability occupying the row or column place debris markers as appropriate uh... yeah so, so towards the end you can possibly give unavoidable damage to oh no i'm sorry no you unavoidable to... damage to the sensei Everyone so it's one, takes of those... one damage which sucks if you have any reducers yeah so if you are playing another you know martial artist type team then they may not have reducers. It may just be, you know, the combat reflexes type of stuff that, that most most of them have. Because, like, Damien just has a uh, uh, close combat expert. Mm-hmm. And I think Talia has willpower. Yeah, willpower. Oh, all characters. So that that hurts your own team, too. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, yeah, all characters... And that... you're more likely to hurt your own team than anyone. Because none of them can use flight if you're using this this League of Assassins team. None can use flight, and I don't think any of them have any sort of damage reducer. No, it doesn't look like they do. 
Maybe a Roz? Uh, maybe if there is a Roz in this set that has no assassins that I missed, because I'm pretty sure it's just the one. There's uh, no damage reducers on that one either. Yeah. Oh, that. It's this. Oh, it's that Roz. Yeah. Yeah, that not very good one. No. That's. So, yeah, I think I think that's would a, make... that's a very like that's a dire dire straits gambit right there. Yeah, I think you would mostly try to keep him alive long enough to um and keep him on those first two clicks long enough to where they're still useful. Once you lose like let's say three of your pieces, probably hopefully League Assassins, either through them dying out in the field or them dying because they soaked up his mastermind damage. Once you're down to let's see five characters give or take you may not necessarily need his leadership anymore you're probably you know going to be having an action token on half your team at this point anyways and it not be a useful strategy anymore at that point it's useful for you know just going in and soaking up damage yeah because later on in the game is when you're going to be possibly hopefully KOing opposing characters so that being on his first two clicks you have to go in with the intent of okay I need to do as much as I can to damage as much as I can and hope that it works out to where I both utilize the actions I do have available to me and possibly get a bonus action if I can KO somebody because I think let's see yeah, once per turn. So you can only activate it once, no matter how many opposing characters you KO in a single turn. So at most, you're getting um, you're getting one extra action and removing one token from the sensei. He's still useful, like throughout his dial, which I do like, especially well the changes to combat reflexes. I mean, close combat expert. Like, at the middle end of the dial after the special power, I feel it's a very good boost to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, it's like, okay, instead of having 9 attack, it's like, oh, maybe 10 or whatever. Or depending on who you're attacking, maybe I just really need to hit them once. You know, 11 attack. It's like, oh. Yeah. I'm transfixed by this dial. Yeah. Because other than other than the... Like, I think the main, main usefulness of it is possibly increasing your action total and possibly getting another action to use if you can KO somebody in that turn. Oh, that's the, I guess that's the other problem with it. It's like, well, you're going to have to coordinate your other characters to be able to kill, because this character by itself isn't going to do the killing. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't have enough damage potential on its own to do that. Maybe yeah, the elite, because it's got the blades claws thing. Yeah, so maybe maybe you don't go for you don't go for maximum uh, pieces because you can only ever get one more action anyways. So at most you could possibly get five because you have your original three. You have the one granted by the leadership. Which actually, at that time, if we're going by that rule set, 
I believe you had to successfully. No, am I am I misremembering? Did you have to successfully roll leadership to get the extra action? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I remember there was like that wasn't that wasn't that a big deal about it before? I think so. That was one of the drawbacks about it, right? Yeah, I believe that was in play at that time that this piece was active. Because now I'm thinking of okay, well, what if I played this team today to where leadership automatically grants the extra action? Okay, I was also thinking I was thinking of it with old rules, or at least maybe I just don't use leadership that well, where it's like, they only have to like actually roll for it successfully. That's what I, I always thought it was. I believe at the time that was correct, but it was over 10 years ago. <laughs> So, I might be not remembering correctly, but I think that was the case, that in addition to, oh, I could take a token off uh, one of my characters, um, I now also have an extra action. Okay, okay, I just, I, I think I just, I think I, I think I've got, I've got the play. Okay. I think I've got to play. See what you do. You get a sensei, and you get a League Assassin. So the League Assassin, if another character with the League of Assassins keyword is within 10 squares and line of fire, um, and higher points, which is 22 points, they have exploit weakness. Oh, okay. 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 So you have that, and then you have the League Elite. Now the League Elite has uh the uh Blades Claws Fangs. And at the time, I may be wrong, couldn't you mix Blades Claws and Exploit? I think Or no, oh no, that was Flurry and Blade. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, okay. I think at that time it was either Flurry and Blades or it was Flurry and Exploit. I think those two... I remember doing Flurry and Blades. Yeah, I think at that time, based on the wording then, it was either Flurry Blades or Flurry Exploit. Now, you can do all three. Mm. Oh, what? Damn, out of the loop yeah with the with the current wording i believe the order of operations is uh activate flurry exploit blades Hmm. yeah i I just think in this set it may be difficult to use um the league of assassins for kill potential yeah, I think it's more a hey, if this happens, you kind of get a little bonus. Yeah, because is, okay, because it's at the start of his dial. That means you're gonna have to keep him at the start of the dial long enough for that to come into play. Yeah, I think that's why it's not a line of fire thing or a proximity thing. Oh, and because simply, you take yeah. your time and keep him alive long enough, which you could. It's uh, yeah, not unthinkable. But then yeah, it's like. You're not using those points at that time, so it's like, 
it, it's it's like whether you're able to keep your other characters alive and distracting the enemy long enough for that power to come into play and for you know your other team to like KO someone. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe in that respect it is good to have you know one or two well see here in that in that current in that current build I would have four league assassins and they would have their little bonus of getting exploit if there are the higher point um oh no I'm sorry League of Assassins keyword. Yeah, higher point character with a League of Assassins keyword within eight in line of fire. Yes. Right, wait, does it say line of fire? Yes. Oh no, 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 no. Am I wrong? Do I not read? Am you, I wrong? I believe you read incorrectly. I did though. It I does did. Just, just say within it, eight squares. It's just eight squares, it's just a proximity thing. So you have the sensei all the way in the back in the corner of the map somewhere. Maybe a league assassin near him, in front of him, blocking line of fire or a direct attack or a ranged attack. And then you have everybody else. Doing so their three thing. league assassins, a league elite, a Talia, and a Damien. And you have them all attacking. So, actually, more so a league assassin next to the sensei. So every single turn, if you have to at that time, I'm not sure, because now I don't think you do, have to have somebody adjacent to you to attempt to activate leadership with the role. Um, possibly get the leadership get the extra action, bringing it up to four. And then with your four actions, possibly with your other six characters, trying to KO maybe the exact same piece. Maybe they gang up on somebody. And if they can KO a piece in their initial four actions, well, now one of them didn't count. So now they get their fourth action again. Oh, that is you try and very useful. Something. Yeah. So so in that respect, yeah, it's the top of the dial, and it's not useful if he's getting hit. But in that in that thought process, we'll just keep him from getting hit. That's put true. him off towards the side. Put him off towards the back. You know, um, have somebody blocking, because then you still have six other pieces on your on your team that can do some decent damage, especially if three of those pieces are now getting exploit weakness. And that's the other part, too. If you don't have a ranged uh, opponent and they have to come up adjacent to you, well, now you have a League Assassin that is getting exploit weakness because, oh, hey, look, the Sensei is within eight squares of him. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would be deadly, just especially like when you use um other sets into you know when you we're not if you're not stuck to using Brave and the Bold, this character is still useful. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah. You bring in other characters that have you know League of Assassins, and and that's the same thing with most mechanics. It's like oh, look at this thing that works. Oh, look at how it works now. 
based on these two new pieces. That's like you bring. Oh my, it's so good in conjunction with newer characters. Yeah. See, like, now I kind of kind of want to play this team as it is in front of me, um, but also just to build a team around the sensei. <laughs> you could do that. Oh my god. Okay. So like new it one of the newest uh figures with the League of Assassin keyword, uh a Damian Wayne with uh Goliath. Oh, you from the um Rebirth. Rebirth set, yes. Okay. So hundred and twenty five points, kinda steep. But full That's full flight. Or yeah. Flight. And then like you hit besides that, you know, it's got the uh you know uh the invulnerability and stuff like that. But yeah. now with the sensei and with the assassin elite or whatever, a league assassin, it full dial of exploit, mm-hmm. and then you have the the maybe of being able to um have another action. Yeah. And like it starts out with four damage, eleven attack, outwit. It's like you don't. Think about that with conjunction with those other leak things. It's like that's it's a good combination. Yeah. And that's just that. There's probably other characters, you know, that like more modern stuff where it's like they could use all that stuff. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wing of Assassin. I think one time I've seen I think it was you or maybe maybe Roger like using them? It was possibly Roger. Yeah, I just it's it seems like a char- these are characters a, that I've seen. He's, yeah, he's another one that like that like to do like uh swarm teams, army teams. Well, this this especially for the time would have been very helpful for swarm teams of this type. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's like the problem with swarm teams. Like you know, it's like actions because you have so many characters out there. It's like you run out of actions very quickly. Yes. And just like this, with the leadership and with that, that's a very big deal. Damn, you thinking about using the League of Assassins? Though? I am. Okay, so in in that thought, in that idea, you could have the Sensei, that Damien with Goliath, one League, and no, sorry, one Elite and three Leagues, and still have like six points left over. For maybe an object and the the crazy thing about that too it's like well everybody's gonna target the robin right yeah but but there's like it's these other characters like there i feel they'd be very easily underestimated and they yeah. still have a lot of potential if you come up close to them like let's say you get up close to an elite well it's like okay hopefully you hit right away because if not it's like well you have the uh the possible penetrating uh, blades clause, or I could just use um, exploit weakness given to me by my bud. And then if I do hit you and I do kill you, it's like, well, I have another action, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it it's sadly not as useful as penetrating blades clause. That would be great, which is what we have now with exploit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was was if the damage value was five or more. When resolving the attack, deal one penetrating damage to the target. Oh, resolution. I read so that wrong. I thought out. it was just like if you get, if you rolled correctly, you'd be able to make it all penetrating. I was wrong. No, not this power. I think there is one like that though. 
No, this one is if you're dealing dealing out. Yes, dealing out five or six damage, um, which you know maybe you're coming up against somebody that does have impervious at the time. Um, let's say you roll really well, you roll a six, they roll a six on impervious, so technically now they're taking no damage. But because you rolled that five or six, and now they're taking one penetrating just because you 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 sliced so well, they sides. Well, let's not say that because that comes into the actual game later. They they circumvent your attack for the most part, but you do get one good little nick on them after the initial swing of the sword. Yeah, it's like you're stepping to the side of them or something. Yeah, yeah. Something very similar. Something similar. It's like if you're able to climb and or leap across their body or something. Yes, yes. If they have a weakness, you're able to exploit it, I think. Like, this person doesn't have claws, but I think they have blades. Very useful. If they ever uh, brought down their hood, you could see if they may or may not have fangs uh may or may not have fangs yes. that's true that's true <laughs> the, the, we don't know it's hard to see them because the reflexes in the middle of combat is comments have told us anything it's that anybody could be a secret vampire and you'll never know hey that's a different issue of this podcast damn it yes don't try the fucking sidestep. Crossover, crossover, crossover. Hey, let's do an episode about crossovers. Oh. No, no, no. no it's not. It's not. <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts about um, realities and timelines. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's a good end for this. <laughs> We're plugging other shows. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, thanks for listening. This was uh, episode 10 of Theme Team Problems. And uh, we'll be back again some other time to talk about other random hero clicks. Uh, next time we'll be. Sorry, what? Possibly for episode 11. Maybe. And uh, I think next time I'll be updating the list to include more sets. And then. Yes. We'll see because uh, it was it was modern, I think, when I made the list. But the list I made was, I think, in January. Uh, yeah, and it is. It has now been twenty-seven years since January. That's true. I can't wait for the Roaring Twenties to come in. Yes, Roaring Twenties. Let's not talk about this year. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> I just hear the helicopter. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, we already ended it. Edit this out. You don't tell me what to edit. <laughs>